Welcome everybody to the Nerd Pool Podcast, the podcast where we talk pop culture, pro wrestling, and everything else that's on my mind. So sit back, grab your snack, and listen in as I rant and rave about everything we know and love. What's up everybody and welcome to another episode of the Nerd Pool Podcast. As always, I am your host, the fat fool that loves Deadpool. Yes, it's me. Yes, it's me. It's a J-M-I-E, your 1,981st favorite podcast host, and as always, your Sherpa down the road of nerdiness. And continuing our Halloween month, it's one of my favorite episodes every year. It's when I get to review and talk about one of the best of the worst. Everybody knows if you're a fan of horror, or just movies in general, there are certain movies out there that just hold a mystique. They are they are just great, great films, but they are just terrible. The dialogue, the acting, the overacting, the overall art. There's just something about this movie that is so terribly bad that they are just a great movie to watch. Whether you're laughing, crying, whatever, it's just... Something so beautiful about the inherent terribleness, if that's even a word. And horror is no stranger to this genre. There are so many bad horror films out there that are just plain bad. But there's so many that are so good because they're so bad. We've got classics. We've got The Stuff. We've got Killer Clowns from Outer Space. We've got They Live Things like this, the movies aren't necessarily great, but because they're so bad and such B-whore films, we have become to know and love them as cult classics. Well, for this year, I wanted to do something a little different. I called on all the chimichangas and the tacos out there. I called on all of you. I said, send me your best of the worst, or send me your worst of the best, whatever you want to call it, and let me know what you'd like me to review. What film have you seen? That made you go, this is so great that other people need to know about it. I've got some great responses. I got a lot more responses than I actually thought I was going to. Whether it was from Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, whatever. I had a lot of responses and I want to thank everybody that did respond. One of them caught my eye because it's a film that I've actually seen and I have completely forgot about. Until I rewatched it, and I don't know how I forgot about it after rewatching this film. So, this film was actually suggested to me by Chad Smith from Peoria, Illinois. Now, Chad, thank you for this because you combined two of my favorite things you combined horror and you combined wrestling. Now, people, I know, I know what you're thinking. A lot of these cult classic B-horror films we know of and we love are from the 80s, the 70s, maybe even before that, some from the 90s. It's the ones that we've watched, we've known, we've loved. If you've never heard of this film, Monster Brawl, then I really suggest you check it out if you're a fan of wrestling or bad horror, because this film is a 2011 film, and I'm going to give you the synopsis of it. Eight classic monsters fight to the death in an explosive wrestling tournament set inside an abandoned and cursed graveyard. Does that catch your attention? I bet it did. Because this film is terrible. But, this film does have some names in it. David Foley, who you might recognize. Robert Millay, who is a former professional wrestler. Kurgan in the WWF back in the mid to late 90s. 
has gone on. He's been in Sherlock Holmes. He's been in a mul- multiple of multitude of films. Uh, the Mouth of the South, Jimmy Hart, professional wrestling manager. Herb Dean, which is in the MMA ref. Everybody knows if you watch mixed martial arts. Herb Dean is probably the best referee in the game. Kevin Nash, Big Daddy Cool, Diesel, Big Sexy, whatever you want to call him, former professional wrestler. Uh, Jason David Brown, which is the former wrestler. Um, R.J. Skinner, who you might know on the independent wrestling scene as R.J. City. We have Holly Lechkamen. I pronounce her name terribly every time. You might know her as Rosemary in Impact Wrestling and TNA, former TNA and Impact Women's Champion, um, multiple-time champion on the independent circuit in pro wrestling. These are just some of the people that have been involved to make this movie a reality. This movie revolves around a wrestling promoter who says he grew up as a fan of professional wrestling and monster movies and wanted to find out who the best monster of all time is. We have Frankenstein. We have the werewolf. We have a witch, um, which is entitled Witch Bitch. Some of these, I don't think they could actually get the actual real name to. You know, I, I think that Warner Brother owns a lot of these, so they had to kind of play around it. But yes, Witch Bitch. We have Cyclops. We have Swamp Gut, which is basically a bog swamp monster thing. We have The Mummy. We have Lady Vampire. We have Zombie Man. And these are all put into categories based on undead category or creature category. There's two middleweight championship fights in the creature category and the and one in the undead and one in the creature category. And then there's a heavyweight fight in the creature and undead. And then the winners of the creature and undead heavyweight go on to battle for the monster brawl heavyweight championship. The middleweights have one fight. We never see them again. We get little bits of backstory on all of them. Uh, we get to see where the Cyclops is living as a blacksmith when he gets summoned to the the battle arena to come in. We get to see witch bitch living in Massachusetts, getting um, spit on, getting you know degraded by the the townsfolk and the small town she lives in because she's in a witch and she's an occultist. We get to see a lady vampire living in an estate in Transylvania that once was the home of Vlad the Impaler. Zombie Man is chained up in a army facility that Kevin Nash is actually the colonel of, and he was a leftover remnant from an outbreak in 1969. Kevin Nash has been training him to be the ultimate warrior, the ultimate army soldier, a killing machine with no remorse. Um, the mummy, that's self-explanatory, where the mummy comes from, he comes from our sarcophagus being buried deep down. The werewolf we see was actually a man whose wife and who was pregnant with his child was attacked by a werewolf. He trains to go to hunt the werewolf. The werewolf ends up biting him. He kills the werewolf, but is infected by the gene. We get to see Swamp Gut living in the bogs of the Mississippi Delta uh, feeding on humans, we find out there is only 10 swamp gut creatures left in the world. They are the kings of the marshland. They are highly endangered, and they are going away. Frankenstein, we get to see reincarnated by Dr. Evor. 
I'm not going to try to pronounce that last name. Yes, I said Evor, not Igor. He's actually a descendant of Dr. Frankenstein's assistant Igor that has reincarnated the Frankenstein monster. Now, this is actually... They, they use real wrestlers. So, the wrestling in this isn't terrible. I mean, it's not great. It's still a film... Um, we go to a cursed graveyard that is in Michigan. It is the necropolis. Uh, we don't know it's cursed. It's supposed to be an abandoned graveyard that's in Michigan. We find out from the groundskeeper that the land is cursed and that, you know, they have been disturbing it by holding this event here. Uh, our announcer and the people who, the person who introduces the combatants is the mouth of the South Jimmy Hart with his trademark megaphone. In the first match, we are pitted uh, Cyclops, who is here to prove to the world that he is going to crush these other monsters and then going to destroy Hades for cursing him with this one eye and for cursing him to live for all this eternity. Going against Witch Bitch, um, who is accompanied by her manager, trainer, bodyguard, a diminutive little person named Grub, who has trained her how to be the greatest monster slayer, monster killer, monster fighter, whatever in the world. The battle goes on. We see which bitch actually kicked the Cyclops in the groin. And in a no holds barred, anything goes fight. Herb Dean, the referee, steps in, says, you got to keep it clean. No doing that. Then we see Cyclops pull a hammer out of his tights and start relentlessly beating which bitch in the head with the hammer over and over and over. And Herb Dean does nothing. Uh, Grub gets in with a chair and ends up whacking the Cyclops, who then stands up, which bitch pulls a cleaver from her, from her tights, slices the neck of Herb Dean. Herb Dean is dead. Herb Dean is out. There is no longer a referee involved in this as Herb Dean falls to the outside. They continue to battle until Cyclops pulls up a force beam, shoots it at which bitch's face, melts her face, basically killing her, and Cyclops has won the middleweight creature uh, championship. Her next bout is the Mummy versus Lady Vampire for the Undead Middleweight title. Um, as we go in, I've seen Lady Vampire before. Like the way she's built, her face, she seems reminiscent of somebody. I don't know who it is for sure. To me, she kind of resembles Nikki Cross. Now, I'm not saying it is Nikki Cross, uh, but it looks like Nikki Cross, like the way she's built, the way she moves. But anyway, as this battle goes on, we see that Lady Vampire has the advantage. She's faster. She's more agile. She really has more powers. I mean, a mummy's just a mummy. The mummy's moving well. The mummy's played by R.J. Skinner. Again, R.J. City. So, you know, he actually can move in the ring. Um, at one point, the mummy pulls out an amulet from a sun god who starts to burn the witch's face, which doesn't kill her for some reason. It doesn't kill the vampire even though the son is supposed to kill the vampire she rolls out of the ring hits him with a tombstone they continue to fight before she runs her hand through his chest gripping out his black heart effectively killing the mummy and winning the middleweight undead championship as she walks away to return to Transylvania as they said to feed on gypsies Next up, we have the heavyweights as we see Werewolf taking on Swamp Gut. This is when we get their backstory. We get a little promo from each of them. 
with the werewolf basically calling out Swamp Gut in a fairly convincing pro wrestling promo. Swamp Gut is then talking about saving the planet and the marshes and what is going on. Uh, he is outweighed, but he is more agile and fast. The werewolf is against Swamp Gut. Swamp Gut has a toxic spray, which does not seem to work on the vampire. The werewolf ends up doing a massive splash on Swamp Gut as he explodes the inside, and Swamp Gut effectively loses with werewolf moving on to the finals of the heavyweight monster brawl championship. Next up, we get Zombie Man versus Frankenstein. And this one is hard-hitting, it is slow and methodical, it is two big brutes going at it. As the zombie is trying to overcome the size advantage of Frankenstein, the zombie bites Frankenstein, which the announcer's note would normally turn you into a vampire, but Frankenstein is already undead. We see the doctor get in to try to save Frankenstein, and then... The colonel, played by Kevin Nash, gets in to actually hit a, the doctor in the back with a hatchet, killing him, which sends the Frankenstein monster into a blind rage, effectively just beating the zombie to death before pushing him on the outside. The zombie is taking a massive beating from Frankenstein before Frankenstein takes his massive foot and stomps the zombie in, effectively killing the zombie, effectively destroying the zombie. When this happens, the cursed land comes the evil dead rise from the ground, and we now have a horde of zombies in this land, in this abandoned cemetery, in the necropolis. They bite one of the announcers who ends up turning into a vampire only to be shot by his cohort. Uh, Kevin Nash gets attacked by these zombies and bit, and... Then we move on to our main event of the evening. For the Monster Brawl Heavyweight Championship, the end-all, be-all, we have Werewolf versus Frankenstein. We see Frankenstein cut a very coherent promo for someone who's supposed to be a mindless killer. We see Werewolf cut a very good promo about how he hates monsters because monsters took his wife, took his child. They've ruined his life, so you can say he doesn't like monsters. It's actually a pretty good promo for this. As we go into it, we see a massive battle go forth. The werewolf is agile. The werewolf is fast. But he is at a very big disadvantage to the 7-foot-tall, 450-pound Frankenstein monster who is just an unstoppable killing force. They go back and forth. There are punches. There are kicks. There are drop kicks. There are clotheslines. They battle for what seems like forever until it spills to the outside. There are tombstones, there are columns being used. And as we think that Frankenstein has won by effectively smashing the head of the werewolf and pressing in, you could hear the bones cracking. We think he's won only for the werewolf to get up, dive, take the Frankenstein monster down. Then, then Frankenstein grabs the werewolf and rips his head off, rips the top of his head off. Frankenstein has won the Monster Brawl Heavyweight Championship. Frankenstein is the baddest monster in the land. As he grabs his gaudy-looking belt and starts to walk off, we see a undead, zombified Kevin Nash come through, call out Frankenstein, and they go face-to-face. -face. We see it's about to go down because these guys are equal size. They're seven foot tall. One of them's four, supposed to be 450. The other one's 300-plus pounds. It's about to go down. He's going to challenge him. They both wear back for a punch, and Rocky Balboa style, it ends. 
They cut to black. Movie's over. We don't get a clear-cut winner. We don't get a clear-cut finale on what's happening. They have set it up for a sequel. Whether we're going to get that, I don't know. This movie is god-awful, but it is so, so great. The entire necropolis, the graveyard, it's actually a fairly decent-looking graveyard to be where they're at. I don't know if it was shot in an actual graveyard or if it was on a set. I'm pretty sure it was a set, but it looks really good. The actors all give it their all. Like they, they, they're they're 100% involved in this. Everyone plays their part well. Um, there is one scene where Jimmy Hart is interviewing the guy, the promoter of this entire event. And while he's interviewing him, he's yawning. He's looking like he's bored. It, it doesn't really fit in with the rest of it, but it's a funny little nod. This film is supposed to be over the top. It's supposed to be humorous. It's supposed to be crazy. Um, the character design is actually pretty well done the mummy is the mummy you know he's wrapped in bandages he's slow and he's plotting so there's not really much to talk about there the lady vampire looks really well done you know we couldn't get dracula or anything like that so they went with the route of a a woman who is built proportionately um her makeup and her prosthetics show her face off but as that layer of what you think a vampire would with the teeth her brow is raised a bit to give her that that monster type feel to it um witch bitch is just a woman in raggedy clothes who's got a few prosthetics to make her look you know a little bit like a witch her nose is done just a bit she's dirty she's unkempt what a lot of people would figure a witch would look like in the salem era the werewolf the looks like a werewolf. I mean, it's pretty good prosthetic makeup. The the hair looks great. The teeth look great. The whole outfit reminds me of a of thriller from Michael Jackson's thriller. Frankenstein is a little different from what we normally see. Um, he doesn't have the flat top. He's just got a rounded head. He's balding. He's still got hair like white hair flowing. Uh, but he doesn't have a lot of it. He's still got the bolts in his neck. It's a greenish gray skin tone and some unkempt clothes and big boots. You know, it's Frankenstein with a little bit of an upgraded appeal to it. Instead of, like I said, without having the flat top or the hair done like a normal Frankenstein, they kind of just played it up like a average head. Because, I mean, that's really what you would get. Uh, Swamp Gut is probably the best looking creature in this because i think they really went all out with the swamp gut prosthetics i mean he's kind of a cross between swamp thing and man thing which you know marvel and dc is basically the same character but the look of him is really it's creepy they've added some extra padding to him because he's swamp gut he's got you know algae and and just vines hanging from him he's got the teeth he's got the eyes Everything about this creature is, it's creepy looking, and it was a really well done prosthetics and costume design. Cyclops, Cyclops looks a little cheesy. Um, it's a guy in a suit, and they've given him some teeth, and they've gave him like a kind of, it looks like they took the prosthetic from uh, Star Trek and put it over his eyes and then added some fake skin over it and put the one eye in. You can tell that, they were going for a look, and with a low budget, I mean, this thing had a budget of $200,000. It wasn't, you know, done, it, it couldn't be top quality, but it it still looked 
well enough. It looked good enough to where it was passable. The zombie looked like a zombie and was done really well. You know, it, it from the gore hanging from his mouth, from the, the skin tone looking like it's been, you know, decolored and it's decaying to even the clothes being disheveled. I mean, the, the character design, the costume design, everything seemed to work in this. And then couple that with the surrounding uh, imagery of the necropolis, the cursed cemetery that they're in. This just makes for a goofy movie. This makes for a fun movie. This makes for a terrifying movie. All rolled into one, which makes it a terrible movie. Because this movie, I mean, the plot makes really no sense. Uh, there's a lot of stuff they leave up in the air. You know, why aren't the middleweights fighting for a championship? We have the heavyweights fighting for a championship. Um, some of the stuff the monsters use to beat the other monsters don't seem like they would kill the other monsters. And then some of the stuff they do seem to not kill them with seems like it would have killed them you know, repeatedly over and over again. But they had to stretch it out, I guess. And it's... It's just an over-the-top movie, and for that makes it a great movie. I mean, if you like B-horror movies, if you like terrible horror movies, this is definitely one for you because, I mean, I remember watching this when it first came out, or when I first saw it was in 2015, I believe it was. It was one of those things to where I was busy around the house, and I was like, I just wanted some background noise, so I clicked on Netflix, searched around, and this popped up, and... I was like, oh, well, that looks incredibly stupid. I'm going to watch that. So I ended up putting it on, and as I'm pitter-pattering around the house, I got enthralled in it, and I'm laughing at it. And I'm like, wow, this is just god-awful terrible. And so I ended up sitting down and watching it, and I completely forgot about it. I mean, that it might not be the most memorable, so I forgot about it until Chad recently reminded me how tragically great this movie really is because it is a dumpster fire yet you will enjoy this said dumpster fire again if you're a fan of just bad horror films if you're a fan of just bad movies in general and you like to laugh and just be like what the hell is this premise monster brawl is for you it is currently streaming for free on tubi with um ads playing through it yes tubi that's t-u-b-i on your roku or whatever it's on Amazon. It's fairly cheap to rent or buy if you like to buy it. It's pretty much that way anyway. And I don't think you'll be disappointed. Like I said, if you watch this, if you if you listen to the show, if you are a fan of any of this, you I think you'll enjoy it because, let's face it, you have some of the most iconic-ish monsters fighting each other because, you know, again, copyright laws, we can't use a lot of them. We couldn't have Dracula in here. We had to have Lady Vampire. We had to have witch bitch, which again, witch bitch, come on. This is, that's ridiculous that they're like, this is the name that we're going to use to strike fear. And this is the name we're going to use to get her recognized. We're going to use witch bitch. However, it worked because it's, it's apparently like, I don't, I don't know if I'll forget it again. I'm probably going to go watch this again. It's because it's that good and bad, but thank you to everybody who sent in their their suggestions. Um, I'm going to keep all of them in mind for next year when we do another B horror classic review. Thank you all for liking, listening, sharing, and subscribing rate comments. Um, leave me a review. It really helps the podcast out. Thank you all for your love and your support. You know, it truly means a lot to me. 
in everything that I'm doing, trying to put this content out for you guys. So follow me on Twitter at NerdPoolPod. Follow me on Instagram at NerdPoolPodcast. I'm on Facebook at The NerdPoolPodcast. Give me, um, you know, leave me a comment, tweet at me. Let me know what you'd like me to talk about. Let me know some of your favorite B-horror films. We can discuss it. I might even be able to do another one. I don't know. I mean, there's so many out there. We could probably do another one if I want to. Thank you all for the love. Thank you for the support. Um, That's Nerdpool. So next time, bye, ghouls and goblins. See ya.